live life, plan a better tomorrow. Welcome to the Estate Planning Show about planning, controlling, and protecting your family, your wealth, and your legacy. And now your host, attorney Henry King Che. Hey everyone, welcome back to Live Life and Plan for a Better Tomorrow. I'm your host, Henry King Che, I'm a state planning attorney here in Mill Creek, Washington. And uh, I was going to use the backdrop of, of this window because it was sunny, but all of a sudden it just got cloudy again. Happy Thursday, happy Seahawks Thursday, Thursday night football. Seahawks are 3-1, and one, playing the Rams today, home game, and uh, division rival, yeah. So it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good day. Go Hawks! Um, be sure um, connect and whatever platform you're gonna be listening to. This will be going across uh, other platforms: YouTube, LinkedIn, podcast, and um, so yeah. Be sure to subscribe, connect, thumbs up, like, and um, set up the notification as well for uh, for new videos on YouTube. And as I said yesterday, uh, today is October 3rd. I'm trying to do this on the regular and that I would be back with a segment about um, decluttering. Right? Decluttering your financial, uh, your financial life, if you will. And so I'm not going to get really uh, zen or Marie Kondo on you, woo-woo stuff here. Uh, really just practical things that you may already have incorporated in your life, in your, in your daily life, in your business life, in terms of uh, record keeping and how long you're keeping your records uh, and when you're getting rid of your records. Just for those of you who are super anal, a good thing, you know, especially technology is, uh, you know, you can keep every single record and I would recommend getting a, a high-speed scanner, um, something like Fujitsu. Uh, uh, scan snap or and along with that a uh, a really good uh, shredder so a high-speed scanner and a shredder and this way what you can do is you can go ahead and scan in the documents label it appropriately in the right folders on your computer or on a uh, flash drive and then you can just go ahead and immediately, if you can, if it's the t proper document where you can go ahead and, and shred it because it's going to be uh, memorialized on that flash drive, then, you know, by all means, go ahead and shred it. I hate paper, um, and paper tends to build and, and take up space and uh, take up room in our head as well, right? So decluttering. Uh, just real quick, the principles still apply here for our financial life as it does with the idea of decluttering, let's say, a room, your house, decluttering your room, the house, basement, the kitchen, right? And the idea is that um, you declutter that space, you're going to be able to have free-flowing positive energy, and at the same time you declutter that space, it's going to declutter uh, your mind as well, your mind and body together. And so same thing here with the principle of decluttering your, your financial records, right? So um, I have some notes here, so I'm going to be looking down every now and then. I can't keep everything possibly in my head. And um, just a guide, a guide. Uh, you don't have to, you may have a different system set up, 
Um, you may have a different time period of when you're going to keep your documents. And really, this is for your, your personal uh, documents, personal financial documents. So let's start with the shortest period of time, uh, about the one-month period of time. Okay, Your receipts. Again, if you're the type who's going to be able to uh, go to your computer on the regular and scan it and shred it or dispose of it, keep all your receipts in, let's say, an envelope or in, in, a, in a tab folder, that's great. But what you want to do is, is reconcile that or go through that at the end of the month and um, go through the receipts, make sure everything is, is kosher and and um, nothing out of the ordinary or anything that you need to keep longer, um, whether it's for business or, or personal. And then go ahead and scan it or scan and shred and dispose of the receipts. You don't want to keep the receipts longer than a month if possible. Okay. Now, let's extend out um, documents that you should maybe keep for a year and um, should be okay with uh, tossing the documents. And that would be, um, for example, your credit card receipts. So definitely hold on to that for about a year. Uh, your bank statements. And now a lot of, a lot of the, uh, the bank statements are online. So if you opt for that, you won't have to deal with the paper. And um, you don't have to worry about that getting stolen in your mail, um, from your mail, and people obtaining your, your information in that manner. So uh, you can definitely opt in to just uh, going paperless with your bank statements. And that way, um, you just when, whenever you need it, um, you can just go to your, your online uh, bank or your app, whatever device you're using, right? But typically, if, you're, if you are still going paper on, on the bank statements, there's really no need to hold on to it for longer than a year. So definitely go ahead and and go ahead and shred that after a year. Uh, credit card receipts, same thing, after a year. And you're holding on to the receipts just a little bit longer than the other receipts for any disputes, right? Uh, and, and or tax purposes, okay? Uh, if you have any investments, um, the quarterly statements, uh, you wanna keep that for a year, maybe a little bit longer for, for uh, again, for tax purposes. Um, and and really, you want to just hold on to the annual statements, and then feel free to you know toss that. Um, paycheck stubs, medical bills after you've taken care of them, um, just proof of payment, and uh, obviously your utility bills. You know, um, up here in Mill Creek, Puget Sound Energy for gas, uh, Silver Lake Water District. Did I get that right? Um, and uh, you know your your electricity, all of that. There's really no need to hold on to the paperwork. You're seeing spikes in usage, and and um, or you know you, you may have a, a leak somewhere with water, um, things of that nature. If you're seeing unusual spikes in, in your uh, statements, obviously um, the statements are going to help guide you through that process and disputing whatever's going on. So um, for the most part, all those documents I just mentioned, you want to go ahead and, you know, get rid of them after a year. Shred them. Shred them.
Now, documents that you may want to keep uh, for three to five years, possibly up to seven years, uh, would be your income tax returns, all the documentation that would go for with your income tax, uh, receipts, canceled checks, um, other documents that support uh, the income or deduction um, on your tax return. Okay, so a good rule of thumb, probably three to seven years. You want to hold on to that, and um, most especially if you have, if you own your own business, or if you're self-employed, um, or if you bought, um, if you're dealing with capital gains tax. Um, all those things would be good reasons to keep your da tax documents for about three to seven years. I would say seven years. And uh, again, um, what you can do uh, if you want to go paperless on it is to go ahead and scan everything. And make sure, but this is something where you have to make sure it's scanned really well. Um, and you know, keep that on a flash drive. You can keep that flash drive in a safe, a fireproof safe that I'm going to talk about at the end of this video. Um, insurance policies, whether it be home, homeowner's insurance, car insurance, uh, canceled and transferred policies. Um, again, three to five years, uh, hold on to the documents. Um, again, you can scan it, shred it, if you're going to keep it on a, a digitized format, which I'm going to always keep recommending, you know, I'll keep repeating that here. Um, any uh, records of selling a home, selling a house, and uh, you know you're going to need that for any, any uh, issue. Record of selling stock, and your annual investment uh, statement for for any um, investment uh, uh, documents that you have. You want to keep that for about three to five years. Okay, um, and. What I do with sales receipts uh, for large ticket items, you know, I'll hold on to that along with the warranty information uh, for as long as the warranty is good. Um, and go, you know, you want to be vigilant and, and signing up for the warranty, the extended warranty, all of that. Um, user manuals that go with uh, some of the big ticket items. Um, I don't know, big screen TV, uh, your your uh, refrigerators, um, washer and dryer, that's what I'm talking about, big, big ticket items. Um, automobile documents, um, you want to keep that for the life of the vehicle, obviously. Um, and even, I would say, three years after the sale of that vehicle, just in case. Um, bill of sale records, other property records, stock certificates, um, you want to definitely keep that while it's active. Titles of, of home, auto, boat, motorcycles, um, keep those documents um, as well while, while actively owning uh, set property, set assets, right? Um, and with, with these documents, it's, it's a good idea to have them. Again, I'm not advocating a particular system or, or uh, for you. You may have a system that works for you. Uh, it's different for everybody. And, um, you know, the um, you know, you can have your traditional folder system that, you know, that works for you uh, as well as um, again, a digital system. 
you know, whatever works for you. Um, so now let's talk about the things that you should should keep forever. Oh, let me go back to uh, some other items that you should keep while while active. Uh, disability insurance policy, um, auto homeowners insurance policy, health insurance policies, and um, any loan agreements. That would that would be good to keep um, while active. And again, I would say about three to five years after the policies have ended, just in case. Just in case there's any uh, identity theft um, records. You want to keep that while it's active. Okay. Now the ones that you want to keep forever, and these are the valuable documents that you definitely want to have in your safe. And uh, so that would be, and I've talked about in my other videos, um, your will. Uh, if you have a revocable living trust, you want to definitely have that uh, in your safe as well. Um, durable power of attorneys, so both for financial and healthcare power of attorneys. Any healthcare uh, advanced directives you want. Um, your social security card. Okay, a lot of people carry that with them. There's really no need. Most of, of us, most of us have that memorized, right? And uh, keep that in a safe spot. Your birth certificate, right? Keep that in the safe as well. Passports, um, marriage certificates, uh, death certificates, and uh, divorce decree. If, if you happen to go through a divorce, adoption certificates, um, citizenship papers, and uh, let's see, what else? Uh, records of, of um, paid mortgages, domestic partner registrations for the, the uh, states that recognize domestic partnerships. Um, those are all very, very important documents that should be kept in a safe. And, and readily accessible as well. Um, as well as the, the documents I talked about while, while active, um, you should again uh, keep them in a, a tab, uh, like an accordion type folder box um, where you have quick access to it. And again, keep that protected too. If you can keep that in a large safe as well, great. Um, but the idea here is is, key, is making sure that it's uh, protected and readily accessible, um, as you will never know when you'll have to refer to those documents quickly. Um, so, why is this important in an estate planning context? Right, um, it's it's all it goes back to my other videos where I talk about maintenance. Right, we do it for our health. Or our everyday living, right? As I talked about, I think in two videos ago, about just making sure that you're, when you're waking up, you're taking a shower for good hygiene, you're brushing your teeth for good hygiene. But that also goes to our overall health, right? If we lag and we stop stop doing those things, well, there there are short consequences, right? Of bad breath, body odor, and then there are the long term health consequences of gum disease. And, and other consequences that come with um, bad hygiene, right? Uh, bed sores and uh, it's the same thing with our financial health. And insofar as estate planning is about protecting our financial, uh, our financial health as well, all the assets that we've accumulated, our, our wealth, 
Uh, that, that would include monies and, and homes, cars, boats, motorcycles, all your personal belongings, guitars, purses, shoes, everything, right? Um, it's important then to protect that for the future generation, your heirs, your designated beneficiary. Uh, the reason why you should be doing a uh, solid record keeping of your finances, of everything I've just talked about, is to understand what your assets are, what your debts are, what are your potential liabilities, where are you vulnerable, where are the risks, and it's difficult to make any investment decisions if you don't know your financial picture, right? It's difficult to make any uh, decision about whether you should do a living trust, a revocable living trust, or just a will if you don't know the state of your estate, right? Um, so you got to get a handle on that. And in future episodes, I, and I've talked about uh, in past videos, um, predators, right? And uh, I'll have a uh, I'll have a video about predators because um, one of the scary things about predators is that um, when I say predators, the first people that you have to look out for, um, the unsuspecting people in your life, can sometimes be super close. They can sometimes be the ones sleeping right next to you, or they could be your your children, in terms of wiping out your accounts, right? And I've seen it. Uh, when I used to work for Department of uh, Social Health and Services with Adult Protective Services and what kids have done to their parents' savings, wiping out their parents' savings, or um, what spouses have done to each other, so forth. So uh, that, that's a whole different other video. But the other president, right? Um, so it, it is going to be important for your estate as you move forward in life to work down the debt, right? Because you don't want to pass on the debt to, or, or pass on that burden to, to the future generation, your, your heirs, your kids, your grandchildren. Um, you know, that, you don't want that to be the legacy of your estate, right? So it is very, very important to work down debt as well and have a control over that. And that'll be a subscript for another video. So I know I went a little long and a lot of this stuff just seems very basic, uh, but some people need to hear it. And it's very important, again, in the estate planning context, it's not just about drawing up a will, getting it notarized, two witnesses, an attorney help you out with, or with a living trust, and then putting it away, right? You do that, that's great. You've done a great thing. Um, but you have to do the other things, which is actually live life. And that's what we do every single day. And unfortunately, we have to manage our financial affairs. And um, that's a key component to estate planning. So uh, be sure you stay financially healthy. Declutter, 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 which is going to clear your mind, bring positive uh, energy. So there's the whole Zen aspect of it. Right, the woo-woo stuff, and then there's the the practical as well. Um, you're gonna know the state of your uh, estate, and just having the the feeling of control over that is is half the battle, right? We know, we don't know what's gonna happen if we get we're gonna you know if I walk out of this office I get hit by a bus, 
there are so many things that uh, can happen. We take a risk every single day we walk out of the house. We take a risk every, every single time we walk in to the bathroom to get ready for the day, right? Uh, we can't live our lives in fear. So, but it's about minimizing risks. It's about having control over our lives, especially our financial lives. So definitely take control. Um, and until next time, again, live life and plan for a better tomorrow. Um, be sure to subscribe. Again, this video is going out across different platforms. And um, uh, until next time, go Hawks. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow, most likely. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Live Life and Plan for a Better Tomorrow. Again, I'm your host, Henry King Che. And be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. And until next time, live life and plan for a better tomorrow. I'll see you.